Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening. What a busy show we have got for you this evening. We'll be going live in just a little while to Semple Stadium after the Cork Hurlers. Big win over Dublin in the All-Ireland Hurling Qualifiers this afternoon. We will bring you all the reaction from that game. We're also going to look ahead to another huge game tomorrow, the Munster Senior Football Championship semi-final. As Cork tomorrow afternoon take on Kerry in Porky Cueve, we will hear from the legendary Larry Tompkins ahead of that game. Plus, we'll hear from Cork boss Ronan McCarthy ahead of the game too. We'll be going live to Tralee later on for reaction to the Cork Lady Footballers' narrow win over Kerry this afternoon that sees them uh, march on. We'll also look ahead to Cork Camogie's game with Galway tomorrow and we'll hear from the Cork City women's manager Ronan Collins ahead of this weekend's FAI Cup semi-final. All that, plenty more to come between now and seven. Yeah, good evening. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock on the Big Red Bench. We have got one of our busiest shows ever. My God, there's so much to get through. So much GAA today that we'll try and get to all of it. We've got some football, soccer and so on as well. And uh, lots more to chat about between now and 7 o'clock. Our text lines are open as always. 086-8104-106 if you want to get in touch. Uh, let's round up some of the day's action and get through it. Because we'll start with the hurling in Cork. Have beaten Dublin on a scoreline of 125 to 22 points in the All-Ireland Hurling Qualifiers at Semple Stadium. A great win for Cork there. Uh, we will be going live to Semple Stadium just a little bit later on in the show and we'll also hear from Cork boss Kieran Kingston, his reaction to today's game as well. Elsewhere in the All-Ireland Hurling Qualifiers today, Clare beat Leash on a scoreline of 27 points to 317 at Nolan Park. Dublin's quest for 10th successive Leinster Senior Football crown begins this evening. The five in a row All-Ireland Champions take on Westmeath in the quarterfinals at O'Moore Park with a quarter past six throw in very shortly there. Cavan secured their place in the Ulster Senior Football Championship semi-finals today after beating Antrim 13 points to 9 at Kingston Breffany Park. Elsewhere, Tipperary beat Limerick 115 to 211 after extra time to reach the Munster Football Championship final. And as I mentioned, tomorrow it is the uh, the other semi-final, the big one. The Battle of Cork and Kerry in Porky Creeve. Um, in ladies football, Cork beating Kerry 114 to 14 points today with Saoirse Noonan finding the back of the net for the Rebels in Tralee this afternoon. And Saoirse Noonan hopefully might find the back of the net when she plays for the Cork City FC women's team in the FEI Cup semi-final tomorrow as well out in Bishopstown. Uh, elsewhere, defending champions Dublin booked their place in the semi-finals of the All-Ireland Ladies Football Championship today. They beat Waterford by 17 points to 110 to secure a top spot in their group. Mayo opened their campaign with a 4-17 to 4 points victory against Tyrone. And in the Premier League today, Manchester United came from behind to get an important three points. A badly needed three points, I reckon, for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He was under pressure after that defeat to Arsenal last week. And then that awful defeat in Turkey in the Champions League during the week as well but Ole's side beat Everton 3-1 in uh, the early game of the day at Goodison Park Bruno Fernandes scored twice for United while Edison Cavani also found the back of the net for his first goal for Manchester United it was United's third game in six days after playing last Sunday against Arsenal and then midweek in the Champions League as well and Solskjaer was not happy afterwards he was very unhappy at full time in fact criticised their packed schedule and he wasn't happy with the time of today's match How can you expect play to perform at the best of their ability when when you set us up at 12.30 today. Absolute joke. 
It's a joke, says Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but he got the win 3-1 against Everton that season. United moved slightly up the table, uh, only slightly up the table really because United up to 13, uh, 13th in the Premier League with seven games played. They have a game in hand over a lot of clubs. Uh, today's result means Everton, as things stand, drop to sixth in the Premier League. Uh, lots more games today as well. Uh, plenty of games ongoing. Um, well, certainly right across the day in the Premier League. Uh, at the moment, ongoing Chelsea are up against Sheffield United. Sheffield United have just equalised there. It's Chelsea 1, Sheffield United 1. Earlier on today, Crystal Palace 4, Leeds United 1 was the final score in that game. So a big win for Palace over Leeds there. Later on tonight, 8 o'clock kickoff. West Ham take on Fulham. Um, elsewhere today as well here at home, Shamrock Rovers, they beat Derry City 2-0 in the SSE Electricity League Premier Division. That means the Candy Stripes, Derry remain in relegation trouble with one game left. If um, Derry were to lose to Cork City on Monday night in Turners Cross in the last game of the season and Finn Harps and Shelburne were both to win those games Derry City would be in the relegation playoff spot uh, where they would face Longford Town who defeated John Caulfield's Galway last night so John Caulfield's fantastic run since he took over as Galway manager came to an end last night as well there now we are going to Semple Stadium in just a little while we will have plenty reaction to the Cork Hurlers win over Dublin today but first of all we're going to talk about football and we're going to talk about the Munster Senior Football Championship semi-final tomorrow. Cork taking on Kerry in Porky Cueve. What a game this is going to be. Uh, later on, we'll hear from Cork boss Ronan McCarthy. But right now, we're going to hear from Cork football legend Larry Tompkins to preview the game. And Valerie has been chatting to the great Larry Tompkins. Uh, so we'll hear from Larry right now. Larry, it's such a big weekend for the Cork footballers. Yeah, look, we all look forward to the meetings of Cork and Kerry and uh, I know it's a Munster semi-final. I know it's, I suppose, unprecedented times where you're going to have no spectators. But look, it's, it's, it's a mouth-watering clash and uh, look, oh, please God, uh, Cork can overcome Kerry on this occasion. It was a massive, massive Munster final last year. So we'd be hoping that we can improve from that and, 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 and maybe get uh, one over on them this time. I mean, this year it's so different, Larry. There's also the heat of knockout football and this probably adds maybe a, a bit of a terrifying or an exciting day ahead. Yeah, look, you, you can't beat the knockout. Like, um, it's one opportunity, one chance. Uh, no matter what form maybe a team is in coming into it or feel that they're with Kerry playing in Division 1, Car playing in Division 2, Everything goes out the window when it's when it's a once off, and particularly again your rivals. Like you know, there's no better way than to just pitch yourself again, Kerry. Like, and um, I think the clashes with Cork and Kerry over the year has been more watering brilliant occasions, both in Parky Keeve and Killarney. And uh, look, as I said earlier, it's going to be unusual, like with the with the with the, with the buzz of the crowd gone, but look, we'd be hoping like that with the freshness that's there uh, with Cork and North uh, competitive games over the last few months. What I'd be really looking forward to is the appetite that these players will have, and really, really, I'm sure that they're looking forward to this game immensely. And uh, hopefully, it'll put a smile on a lot of people's uh, Cork faces uh, the weekend because naturally with the hurlers disappointing last weekend, it would be nice like that. Mm. Uh, Carl people will guess uh, something shout about this weekend. I know that the championship format has changed so much down to the years, but we're kind of gone back a bit old school with the knockout. Would you prefer more of this knockout? It's kind of, I kind of like the idea of it sometimes as well, Larry. Yeah, look, yeah, look. I know for the player, it's it's it's. I would have loved maybe a second chance before if you got beaten in the monster final. But look, 
you, it's championship, and championship means like you get one crack at it. There's no, there's, there's no comparison to a game where you see uh, where you have to win it within the seventy minutes, or maybe you're looking at another opportunity that these guys get. Like you cannot beat the once off. You cannot beat uh, that, that 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 game. That's you fight for every ball. The same as your life depends on it. You know, every minute counts uh, so much. It's it's. It's so appetizing, like to just to see a kind of a cut and trust championship match, and like, of course, I think it 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 adds to the whole occasion. It adds to the atmosphere. It adds to the players, and uh, there's no doubt, like everybody looks forward to the knockout. Even when you come through the back door and the super eights and the whole that, I think you can't beat when it gets down to really uh, a one-off game where you see. Uh, teams really going for it and really, uh, you know, as I said, going for every ball the same as their life depending on it. Let's take a look, a small look at both sides ahead of the game. I know, let's start with Cork, you know, they have been promoted, they have been going well. Ron McCarthy seems to be doing a good job with them. They have some injury concerns. I know Kieran Sheehan's gone, Liam Donovan and Tomas Clancy's out, but we've also had the good news that players are back in. Yeah, like, look, I went through the team there, and look, it's a, it's a, it's a brave move by the the Cork management team and Ronan. Like, and uh, on the tail end of last year, we seen them uh, disappointment going to Division Three, but then you see uh, a whooping range of form, like with guys that were brought in, uh, the, the, how they handled the the qualifying for the Super Eights, uh, the massive games they had in the Super Eight, and then we had the extension on from that then. Is that you know, you know you know they're outstanding displays in Division Three like that that can be a tricky affair like when you're playing these teams and expected to win all the time and he has blooded a lot of uh, players uh, a lot of good players and that's what's encouraging for me to see like as these young lads being given the chance we have now on Sunday we have the likes of Shanley full back me and centre back and, and O'Callaghan at centre forward three major positions down the middle and um, but they're not afraid to throw these guys in and. Uh, they have been looking at them uh, at training and seeing where they're playing and on form. I've seen these guys playing at underage level and they're, they're, they're fantastic talent. And uh, I think it's great to see, you know, your, your experience. It's great to see young Powder back in. We've all mm. enjoyed his moments of brilliance over the last few years and, and he's been curtailed a lot through injury. And uh, up front then you have, you know, the experience of Brian Hurley, really back to good form. Uh, Matt Collins, uh, really, really playing well and um, uh, Rory D and so like you have a good mixture right through the team there and even if you look to your bench like you know great to see like I have massive time for him and I, I, I coach Mitchelstown there for a few years and great to see Mark Keane now that please God we can keep him at home now from Australia but he is one extraordinary talent like if, please God if he um Hopefully he has played a little bit of football out there, and he, and, he, and he's done enough. But like, my God, he is some player, like and uh, some talent, like and please God, if he hangs around, he'll be a massive help to Cork going forward. But to have a good core and Paul Kerrigan on the bench, good experience, and um, I think to have a, a they look like a good solid team and a good bench too. That uh, if things are not really working out, that guys can come in there and do a job. So uh, please God. Let's hope like they can uh, take off from last year and really uh, up the performance and uh, great to see these young fellas in there and getting their opportunity. Yeah, it is a mix of youth and experience, as you did say, and it's, it's nice to see Ron McCarthy not taking, you know, he's probably taking a chance. He's thrown in three debutants and given 
these as some fresh talent a chance and I think that's important because we don't see the likes that happening in the hurling to be honest Larry and you know what you probably see them fall down at the last hurdle because maybe they're not giving fresh talent a new chance but here are the Cork footballers and they're doing that well, what, well, what you want to see is like uh, look what you want to see is guys going out there and really really dying for dying in their boots it's a phrase you know like that, whether you win lose or draw then it's encouraging it's it's encouraging for the supporters to look at like that you're uh, going out there you're fighting for every ball as I said there to, to, to die for it like and you need to, like you get very few opportunities in life like to play against Kerry and big games and opportunities and Please God, like what well, the most encouraging thing for me there now on Sunday would be to see like the the appetite, the, the the that type of desire, that type of belief in themselves that they can go on and they can ex- express themselves like as players, like and there's huge talents like in Cork, like and, and that's what that's what I'd be looking forward to is that kind of approach, like and you come out and you look at them. As I said, uh, win, lose, or draw, you come out and you say, yes, there's potential there and there's, yeah. we can work on something really uh, moving forward. So, like, uh, again, great to see these guys in there and please God they can go out there and perform and not to be afraid of the occasion, you know, that's the main thing. Yeah, they are facing Kerry. I mean, last year, Kerry had such a successful campaign. I mean, they reached the final and to be beaten by the Dubs, I think you'd be expecting that, but a lot of people are probably expecting them to be contenders for Sam and like how are Clark going to control the likes of David Clifford this weekend? I mean, Larry, like is he even human to be honest some of the stuff I've seen come from David Clifford over the last few weeks and years? Yeah, he's a, he's a huge talent, there's no doubt about that but equally, you know, Kerry, I, I had the look of, of, of training about nine or ten of these guys that's out there on, 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 on Sunday with Kerry, like they, they were in the freshers, I trained the freshers in UCC when they attended there the likes of Sean O'Shea and, and, and Brian Begley and, and Jason Foley and um, Killian Spillane all of these guys are, are extraordinary talents Like, and, and you know what really impressed me most about them was their their, their, their commitment like that, that's that, that's the whole thing if you want to really make it as a, as a player is their wholehearted commitment their dedication their commitment to the game they don't care whether it's uh, you're training them at 6 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night. These guys are there and they're ready to, 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 to learn as much as possible. So, like, uh, you know, you mentioned, like, Kerry have come off of uh, back of an All-Ireland, uh, you could say two All-Ireland finals last year with the replay mm-hmm. as well. So, like, Narchi, they are big contenders, like, to, to, to win Sam McGuire this year. They have huge talent. And what we've seen, like, probably more so this year is that their defence has really tightened up a lot. They're not conceding as much. They look like a, a well-oiled machine back there now. So, like, it's going to be very difficult, like, for Cork to get a result there on Sunday uh, against this Kerry team. But, like, look, it's a once-off. It's, it's, it's 70 minutes, and who knows what might happen out there on the field. Like, we gave Cork no chance last year in the Munster final, and, like, I just felt like the Cork left that game behind them in the Munster final last year. Mm-hmm. So, like, who knows? Uh, if, if if these guys that we talked about earlier, these younger players for Cork can can um, believe themselves and really want it so much, who knows what can happen in a seventy minute game? I mean, it would be a massive upset if Cork were to not carry out on Sunday in the semi final of the Munster Championship, Larry. Yeah, so look, uh, 
but look, uh, you know, we we we, suppose we we played them over a long number of years, and, and like probably against uh, started off against that great Kerry team, and like equally like we weren't given much of a chance uh, initially, and but you know. Once you once you believe in yourself, you, you and believe in your ability, and believe in the team, and believe in your your players around you, that you've always a chance. Like, and uh, what you be hoping, like that, that, that these guys don't go hiding, like the Cork has that they, 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 that every player going out there will want to be the star of the show, and that's yeah. the way you have to be uh, and believe in yourself. And like, of course, it's a, a big task, but like all the pressures on Kerry. There's no doubt that the best way to go into any game has been an underdog, as any player would tell you, that the yeah. pressure's off you. And, like, look, what we want is a wholehearted, spiritual performance by Cork. You know, go for every ball that seems your life dependent on it. And, as I said, if they can do that, who knows? There might be an awful lot in at the end of the day. Um, I just think that Kerry are that uh, year or two ahead of Cork as regards development. And mm-hmm. uh, their players have experienced uh, huge days, big days, predicted the two All Ireland finals last year. Um, I do think Kerry will be hard, to, and I do think Kerry will be hard to beat for the remainder of the year. Uh, but having said that, look, uh, uh, hopefully these Cork lads can really maintain the momentum that they've been showing over the last uh, eight or nine months and carry that forward to Sunday. Well, look, thanks so much for joining us, Larry, on the Big Red Bench. I mean, a cracking game is expected on Sunday, and I know it won't be the same without the, the roar and the shouting of the fans in Parky Cueve. Do you think that'll make any difference to either Cork or Kerry? Look, um, players feed off the crowd. It's, it's you know, I, I just remember the, the great days when you get off the bus uh, going into Parky Cueve and Look, you go through the crowd and the atmosphere and the you know the tension and the build up. You you you're coming down on the bus or in the car or whatever. Or you're going to Killarney and you see the 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 the, the flags waving. Of course, it's a massive loss. It, it, you feed off of the crowd. You, you your energy is gained by the crowd. You're, when you're when you're when you're out when you're when you're on your knees out there, like the crowd get you to go that extra 10% that you don't think you can go uh, you know we, it's just on real times as we all know uh, but look just imagine the crowd is there and you just you just keep focusing on going for that ball the same way as your life depends on it and, and if they can do that well then you know Cork hopefully we're in their right chance Brilliant. Thanks so much. I think we're all just happy to have sport maybe on over the next couple of weekends with or without fans. But Larry, thanks so much for joining us and hopefully Cork can get a great result the weekend. Please God, we'll all keep our fingers crossed and uh, and uh, hopefully it'll be a Cork victory. It'll be great. Good man. The legendary Larry Tompkins speaking ahead of the Cork and Kerry game tomorrow afternoon in the Munster Senior Football Championship semi-final in Porky Cueve. Uh, hopefully um, we'll uh, get to get into Larry's for a point and Larry Tompkins at some stage over Christmas if, if everything goes to plan. Uh, don't forget Larry is a new book out as well. It's called Believe by Larry Tompkins and you can get it in all good bookstores now. So that should be a great read or maybe a nice Christmas present. Larry Tompkins book for any fans of Cork GAA. Uh, we will be crossing live to Seppel Stadium in just a few minutes to Valerie and uh, get all the reaction to Cork's win and the hurling this afternoon over Dublin but just very briefly sticking with football first of all and we're going to hear from Cork boss Ronan McCarthy ahead of that Cork and Kerry clash tomorrow afternoon and Ronan started by casting his mind back to last year's clash between the two teams 
the game was a you know took on a kind of momentum ball of its own last year. Um, as I say, Kerry came out of the blocks very quickly. Uh, we were slow to start, got ourselves back in, but 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 didn't um, you know didn't close it out. And uh, it's very hard to know what you know how things would play out this time. Um, you know, obviously Kerry, are, you know, seems to be more quite well and um, defensively very solid. And it's up to us to 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 try and um, you know, I suppose, chip away at that and and you know, create openings uh, as best as we can. But you don't ever go out. I know we scored a lot of goals in the in the league and last year, but um, you, you don't ever go looking for them. You just you look for players to to make the right choice at the right time if it's on and uh, to keep the to keep the scoreboard ticking over. Tell me, Ron, you're, you're probably got a, a unique perspective on, 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 on the Kerry game in the sense that I would imagine you're probably the only one that's, that played in it in, 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 when it was a, a season-defining knockout game and, and then played and managed when, it, when the back door was there. How much of a difference was there in, in terms of, you know, when you were a player starting out and, and you knew your season was on the line compared to when you knew the, the, the back door was there? Yeah, I, I would say, look, the, the back door came in 2001 and so... We beat Kerry in '99 when I was playing, and then we beat them in Munster in 2002. We'll say which was the second year of the of the back door. And I actually remember being interviewed after the game, and and someone saying um, it was an unusual one in that it was a Munster semi final actually as well. And been interviewed after the game and saying, you know, not only had we not we just beaten Kerry, not only had we not you know won the Munster championship, but we um, they weren't going to accomplish neither, right? So what I would say, my own impression from playing was it, it didn't make a difference that there was a back door. You went at the game hammering times anyway, but I suppose it did impact on on the outcome in that um, you know the likelihood as you were going to have to meet them further down the road again. Um, but that's the nature of look. That's the nature of the back door, and um, and every you know when it was there, every team gets a second chance this time. Um, you know, if you do the job, it's one less team that you have to meet uh, further down the road. It's as simple as that. Because look, even if you win it, you still have to. You still have another another game to actually win the the, the monster competition. Uh, Ronan, I suppose under normal circumstances, Cork can carry down the park, withdraw a sellout crowd. How big a factor is that going to be um, against Kerry? And does it hand an advantage to Kerry that there's not forty thousand screaming Cork fans there on the day? No, I, I think to be fair to Kerry, look, they've come up and they've won in 18 and 19 when, when there was a crowd there. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I don't think that can be a factor for us. I, I do think, look, you know, from the point of view of the games that, um, you know, I'm talking about playing and, and, and managing as well, particularly playing, um, it takes so much of the what's great about it away when there's no crowd there. It, it, it you know... It's, there's nothing like inside that dressing room under the stand, you know, a couple of minutes before you go out in a big game like that, um, you know, and the, the 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 band and the day and, and all that and running out onto onto the pitch in front of a crowd. Um, uh, you know, you can't overstate, you know, like it's what that is looked for, um, you know, and um, it was my ambition, like when I was playing, uh, you know, I just, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to know what it was like and, you know, I'm privileged to have played in big matches like that in Crow Park and, and, and in Parky Keefe and in Clarny as well. Um, so what I would say is that I, I don't think it's a factor really from the point of view that, um, that uh, as I say, we just deal with that element of it. But it does 
take away from the spectacle so much really you know I, you wonder really yeah, I know momentum is kind of a big thing in sport and it's hard obviously no team has really any momentum at the moment but the fact that you've had such a successful league campaign albeit in Division 3 I mean winning a, a string of games like that surely is, is good for team morale even if it is over a kind of more elongated period Yeah, I yeah, look, it, it all helps, right? Um, it all helps, and um, look, this team probably uh, I would have felt turned a corner um, last year. You know, obviously we had my first year, seventeen eighteen, we'd heavy defeats to Kerry and Tyrone um, in the championship. We obviously struggled in. Now we also actually in the, my first year, look, we only set up in Division Two on a head to head against Down um, in in two thousand eighteen. We finished on, on six points, uh, 19. Obviously, we were relegated. You know, we got one point from, from our first four games. So, look, I felt, you know, at that stage, obviously, the players, are confidence must be in their boots at, the, at that stage. And if you had looked at, let's say, the, even with the Cork football over the previous three or four years, you know, you had a lot of kind of um, low points mixed with, you know, nearly games where we nearly broke through and, you know, be, took, took one of the, the big scalps. So I felt, you know, that you know, with the players, you know, were fairly low point. Let's say last, um, you know, last February March, um, we nearly pulled ourselves out of it. Um, you know, we won a great game above an Armand the last day, and you know, at seventy minutes, we were actually up in Division Two, and at seventy one, we were gone. Um, but we threw the challenge match circuit, threw the championship, threw the super rates. You know, the the, the players, to be fair, all themselves up by their boots and 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 got got more drinks. So. I think the players overall and the group are in a you know much more positive um, place, and that comes with with winning, winning matches and so on. It comes to the development of the, the squad, development of the panel over a number of years. Um, obviously, look, we could have done without the break, but but everyone's in the same boat, and um, that you know that can't be used as a as an excuse. That is Cork boss. Um uh, that's the Cork boss, Ronan McCarthy, um, ahead of the big game Cork and Kerry, chatting to Rory O'Hagan um, ahead of Cork and Kerry in the park tomorrow in the Munster semi-final. We're looking forward to that game, uh, really, really looking forward to that game. But it was the Cork Hurlers who were in action this afternoon and um, a good win for the Cork Hurlers as well. They were victorious over Dublin up in Semple Stadium. Full-time score of Cork 125, Dublin 22 points and Cork now continue in the championship. We're going to hear from Kieran Kingston, the Cork boss, very shortly but right now we're going to cross live to Semple Stadium and Valerie Wheeler should be on the line. Valerie, how's it going? Have we Valerie? Hello. There you are, Valerie. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? (laughs) I can hear you perfectly. In a lonely and dark, simple stadium. Now all the lights have turned off here. The floodlights. It's it's strange to have winter championship. You know, as the nights get so dark and dreary here. But yeah, Colm, um, a great day out for the car curlers. A great day and a good scoreline. We were a little bit critical, I suppose, after the defeat to Waterford on the show last week. Valerie, did you see a much improved Cork team this evening? Do you know what? I did. And I think they probably used a lot of that hurt and pain from last week, column because, you know, like a lot of us had a lot to say about Cork Hurling last week and then the state of the team and how they performed. And I think they used some of that hurt to give themselves a little bit of a bite and a bit of encouragement this week. 
Um, I know that Kieran Kingston had made five changes to his starting team heading into this game, and it's probably what was needed because it it did pay off. You know, the people that did come in. I mean, Robert Flynn and Robbie Flynn and Declan Dalton all getting their name on the scoreboard today. And I just think those fresh legs and that fresh talent probably give the other players a bit of um, you know, a bit of a kick up the arse if I'm going to say that to be honest, because. <laughs> If you if you think you're going to be losing your place, you know the last thing you want to do is lose your place in a championship match because you want to play for your county and you want to go out there and you want to put on that jersey. And I think that because their performance last week and knowing that Kieran had made like he, do you know what? He didn't have any fear making changes in the space of a week. He made the changes and they worked out for him. So I think it was important that he did make those changes because if they didn't, I think a lot of people would have been very angry today if Cork, you know, didn't probably give that performance that they did give. But I did see better improvements. You know, they have, they still have a good bit to work on. I think, you know, a lot of times I see Cork and sometimes I think they need to maybe kind of work for that ball a bit more. I don't know, you know, sometimes it feels like the ball needs to be handed to some of the players. So I think it's just, you know, they did bring up the momentum this week and they did give it an of the battle. So they just need to go on and do the same again next week because there's only a week of a turnaround now. Only a week of a turnaround, but it's always, of all people, lovely to beat the dubs in any sports. And uh, a six-point a six margin today, um, it was a reasonably comfortable margin. Were Cork value for the six-point margin? It was comfortable and I think um, it's it's hard to say because it kind of it did start out a bit tit for tat you know and they kind of they were well evenly matched and I think that because Cork got the lead I think it just it was too much for Dublin to try and come back and I think they really tried and I think I don't know were you watching Colin but Cork left two goal chances at mm. them as well so I know that there's a lot more in the tank from Cork and um, yeah look it is nice for them to be the Dublin side but it, it's just important now because that they would only a week turnaround and Cork's club championship finishing so late they didn't have much time to train together or gel together or you know or he didn't have much time to blood a few players because normally in the championship you'd have had the league to be blooding all these players and he didn't have that chance so a lot of lads made their championship debut tonight and it paid off for them and and the open draw is on Monday morning so it's Tipperary Wexford Clare and Cork so they could be a monster affair there now I think the team that you don't want to get probably is Wexford if I'm being totally yeah. honest with you, if Cork want to get anybody, I think they'd want either Tip or Clare. I don't think you'd want Wexford because Tipperary now, they're after the back of a bad loss. They're going to be disappointed. Wexford are after even, even bigger loss. So can you imagine the Boyd and Davy Fitz aside and how much hype they're going to <laughs> yeah, be? Yeah, you don't want to come up against Davy Fitz when no, he's in that kind of mood. Like. You don't. You don't. And that's why I'm saying the last team that Cork should hopefully get is Wexford. Annoying our look now, Column. It'll be the first out of the thing on Monday morning. So I just think the teams, all these teams now are heading, heading in with bad losses and they'll all want to prove themselves and prove that they have the potential to continue in this year's championship. Because there's not long left. And it's just such, do you know what? It's kind of exciting at the same time that it's kind of a bit knockout. But Cork, are, they live to tell the tale for another day. And um, do you know what? I'm delighted for them and I'm delighted that they were able to probably put us all back in our place and giving out a bone during the week <laughs> Great stuff well look we'll we, we we'll give out when we need to and we'll praise when we need to and uh, but I'm looking I'm looking at GA.ie um, and their match report they describe Cork as classy Cork today and they go on to say that Cork could be a force to be reckoned with yet in this championship do you think that's realistic? Um, I see I hate sometimes I hate saying things like this because it could come back to bite me and <laughs> 
Um, I just think that I think Cork do you know what they're there they're about for the last few years and they have the players and they have the experience and there's a lot of players there now that have started tonight and will, their confidence will grow for the next day for the likes of Robbie and Declan Dalton and Jack O'Connor I think they needed a match like that today for their confidence to be able to grow um, a lot of people are they called good contenders I would hope so but then again like you've Galway and you've Limerick and I'm like do they match them at the moment and I personally don't think that Cork are at the same level that Limerick and Galway are at the moment but who knows after next weekend once we see them in another round of qualifier like no one wants the long road to the to the All-Ireland you know and unfortunately that's the route that Cork are taking and it just I don't know will there be enough left in the tank because Colin they're going to have so many games between now and here in the semi-final if they do reach that stage that yeah. they're going to be so tired and you need your bench and I don't know have they the strong bench because look at Limerick's bench and look at Galway's bench it's just so hard to say but I'd love it Colin I'm a Cork woman I tell you I would love <laughs> I would love nothing more than for Patrick Horgan to get an All-Ireland medal because he absolutely he deserves, deserves it. it doesn't he he really really does and it's a, it's a long time overdue for Cork so we'll keep our fingers <laughs> crossed Valerie and we'll hope for the best uh, Valerie live in a cold and dark and lonely Semple Stadium you'll be alright though Valerie will you I'll be grand <laughs> you know what I'm privileged to be in the position Absolutely. I'm in column to be here because I know a lot of people are at home and couldn't watch it so I'm delighted to be here and for Red FM it's great great stuff listen Valerie live in Semple Stadium thanks a million Valerie on the way we are going to hear from Cork boss Kieran Kingston and get his reaction to Cork's win over Dublin this afternoon we're going to chat live to Gerald McCarthy Ger is down in uh, Tralee for the Cork Lady Footballers game today a good win for them over Kerry we'll have a reaction to that to come as well we'll look ahead to Cork Camogie tomorrow and we look ahead to Cork City FC Women's FEI Cup semi-final tomorrow against Treaty United it's all to come on the Big Red Bench here on Red FM The Big Red Bench Game on Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM We're going to hear now from Cork boss Kieran Kingston and get his reaction here on the Big Red Bench after today's win over Dublin in Semple Stadium I, I don't know to be quite honest no I, I um I don't uh, we, we have a thing in the, in the camp we don't do anything online we don't uh, I'm not certain on any social media things I have no interest whatsoever in people putting things on online with under pseudonames I hear not, I'm not on any of those things and we, we the rule we stay off all that kind of stuff right we don't read papers we stay we're just trying to focus on ourselves in house uh, we don't need to uh, go on is this what's it okay? I don't know Twitter. Twitter or one of these things I'm not on Twitter so I can't comment we don't need to go on any of those to know what went right or what went wrong? We know ourselves as a group, uh, with players and management, uh, when we play bad or when we play good, or when when things go well or when they don't. We we know that well. well you changed the third of your team this week, and it seemed to have made the difference. I mean, the likes of Declan Dalton tonight. Yeah, I mean, it was delighted with those lads. Declan making his making his championship debut. Jack O'Connor making his debut. Robbie coming back after uh, what? Um, and Robbie played the last game was nine months ago. Uh, so they were they made, they've been a huge impact. Uh, on the team and we've, we've five changes uh, which is a lot yeah ab- uh, absolutely and when it, when it works it's great but uh, and then obviously Alan Cadding was out missing Alan which was unfortunate but uh, yeah they, they worked and I thought the lads that came in re- put in a huge effort and worked really hard which is all we can ask of them What about the likes of Dara Fitzgibbon is he anywhere near fit for maybe next week? Uh, Dara will be there there both next week but unlikely that he'll be in a position to he's back doing training but unlikely that he'll make next week or Alan Cadigan or Owen 
draw Monday morning it's kind of an open draw so you could be facing anyone in only a week turnaround could be anyone yeah like I said to the lads there the key thing is recovery now uh, it's a young panel as I said a while well ago a lot of young lads on, on, on the panel um, and they need to recover properly the next few days and be good to go uh, for training on Wednesday night and back at it again the next weekend whoever is against Thanks very much, Kieran. Not That's Kieran Kingston, the Cork Thank hurling you. boss, talking to Valerie in Semple Stadium this evening after their great win. The Cork hurlers over Dublin, one twenty-five to twenty-two points. The final score there at Semple Stadium, and Cork march on. As Valerie said, the draw for that, uh, the next round, is on on uh, Monday, and we're hoping. I think we were saying to avoid. Wexford so keep an eye out we'll probably end up getting Wexford that's kind of how it works um, we're going to turn our attentions now to ladies football and the Cork lady footballers they had a good win today over Kerry and Tralee this afternoon 114 to 14 points the final score Saoirse Noonan getting the goal for Cork uh, the only goal of that game and hopefully she might get a goal tomorrow in Cork City FC women's team um, against uh, Treaty United in the FAI Cup semi-final there as well so it's a busy weekend for Saoirse and it's a busy weekend for Jermic as well our ladies football podcast man and he is live in Tralee for us right now uh, how are you Jer? not too bad Colin and yourself very good um, a good win down there today yes a tough and a hard earned win uh, 114 to 14 points um, Cork looked very rusty in that first half understandably so because they haven't been able to play any challenge matches they haven't played a competitive game in nearly mm. a year um, got off to a fantastic start but after that Kerry took control and to be quite honest with you Colin they were the better team in the first half uh, the second half, uh, pretty stern talking to it halftime between themselves, the Cork players, and from Ify, and they moved up through the gear in the second half and eventually won out, but um, as tough as 70 minutes as Cork could have asked for uh, to start off their championship campaign. Uh, close game, really, uh, 114 to 14 points, just the goal from Saoirse Noonan separating it. Yeah, and she took it brilliantly um, early on. Uh, very, very good culture finish. And she's off, of course, straight away tomorrow again, lining out for Cork City mm-hmm. in the women's um, F, uh, the women's FAI Cup semi-final. So she's uh, showed her striking ability there when it, when it mattered most. But look, I, I think this was a day Cork had to really dig in and they leaned on Darren O'Sullivan, they leaned on Clare O'Sullivan, two um, Mornadic players who were brilliant throughout. Orla Finn uh, found her range in the second half from Freeze. And it also needed a brilliant save from Martina O'Brien towards the end. She tipped one over the bar uh, that might have crept into the top corner. We might have had a very different finish. But I think on the day, Cork just used all their experience, played really well in the second half, got up to speed, and are ready now for Sunday week when they'll take on Cavan in Burr. How do you rate their chances against Cavan and what you've seen today, Ger? I'd rate them very highly, Cullum. Um, they needed this game very, very badly. This is a much, much improved Kerry team. As we heard on the Ladies Football podcast earlier in the week, mm. we managed to interview uh, one of the co-managers, Declan Quill. This Kerry team is coming. They're, they're rising. Um, certainly, they're going to be a force in the next couple of years. Louise Nemir Hurtig finished with 10 points and like they've got some really, really good players. But Kevin, who, who Kerry beat in the opening match, um, have been really struck down by COVID over the last couple of weeks and months. Mm. It's going to be a tough ask for them, even though they are a very, very good team. But this Cork team, this victory and the way they earned it um, and certainly with player of the match Melissa Duggan um, also featuring very prominently I'd rate their chances very very highly but they'll, they'll need to put in a full 70 minute performance that they'd admit themselves um, on, sun- on Sunday week to make the All-Ireland semi-finals So a good win for the Cork Lady footballers down in uh, Tralee today Ger McCarthy live in Tralee Thanks a million Ger Thanks Colt.
Nice one. And uh, we're going to hear from Ify Fitzgerald, the Cork Lady Football Manager, in just a second. Get his reaction to that game. But a quick update from the Premier League, first of all. And just underway in the second half in the ongoing game at the moment. And Chelsea have taken the lead there. Chelsea 2, Sheffield United 1 is the score there now. Uh, ben Chilwell uh, late in the first half. Uh, 35 minutes actually in the first half. Got the second goal for Chelsea. Earlier on, David McGoldrick, the man who retired from international football. He won't be playing for Ireland anymore during the week. He put Sheffield United in the lead early on. Tammy Abraham equalised for Chelsea and Bell Chilwell getting that goal then um, on 35 minutes into the second half there now earlier on today in the Premier League Crystal Palace with a 4-1 victory over Leeds and Manchester United big win for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer 3-1 against Everton there as well now we're going to stick with the ladies football and we're going to hear from Cork ladies football boss Ify Fitzgerald after that 1-14 to 14 points win over Kerry in Tralee today um, Evie Fitzgerald, hearty congratulations. If ever you wanted a tough match and a tough test of your team, having not played for so long, you got it today from a really good carry team. We certainly did. Well, uh, the, the one thing we were worried about coming down was lack of preparation. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on being right on any particular day for the championship, but the matches were pulled from us three weeks ago, you know, so we lost out in games against Tipperary and Waterford, and, you know, I suppose it was a bit of a shock to the system, to be honest about it. So we had only one challenge game, in essence, coming into this, which isn't ideal. And with Kerry playing last week, um, and you could see the sharpness. I think particularly, and you could see that they were sharper. They were, you know, they just seemed to have that that little bit more of an edge to them. Um, but coming up to halftime, I saw we were reasonably pleased. We went in, I think, a point down was at halftime, um, and you know, the, the wind was quite deceptive. It was, it was fairly strong, so we were in a good position. But I, I did think we were we weren't happy at halftime. Not so much with the with the the way we were playing, but our application. You know, we felt that we were very tentative and that we weren't pushing up and. You know they were winning a lot of breaking balls, and particularly from the kickouts, uh, their goalkeeper was kicking it very long, and they were winning most of those. So their balls that we needed to be to be pushed up on. But I think in the second half we we pressed our kickouts much better, um, turned over a few, and it took us a while to get back level and, and ahead. I think it was 10, 12 minutes in the second half. But once we got ahead, like we never put the game away completely. But once we got ahead, I felt you know unless they got a goal that we you know we we we'd see it out because of the as I said because of the wind. And every time we got down, we looked we looked to be quite dangerous. What did you say at halftime? Because sometimes, you know, if you go in and, and start roaring and shouting, not saying that you did, but you know, th- that can just that, that can worsen the situation. It just seemed the second half they came out a that bit calmer, but there was up through the gears very quickly. Yeah, well, I was crossing up at halftime. I have to say now, but they were cross with themselves. Yeah. like these girls are very self-motivated, so they don't need me to tell them that you know when things aren't going well or when they can do better. You know, we've great leaders in the dressing room. You know, Darren is our captain, and we have Kira, Martin O'Brien, and you know, Ashling Hutchins. Like, there's, there's a whole range of them there that are real real good leaders and you know it, like it's about attitude as much as anything else when you look at Melissa Duggar I think she was player of the game again there today when you look at the size of Melissa um, the amount of balls she carried today the amount of tackles she got in um, was ferocious and that really is a state of mind so we got that I thought all the fin in the second half there under the high ball you know she won a few few very difficult ones um, but we were, we were very rusty there's no denying that and you know we, we haven't been together as much as we'd like to be and we had some some over issues obviously and stuff going on and you know and then we have the, the, the camogie on top of that as well and you know to be fair to Hannah Looney today like Libby was injured um, and Fiona and the, and the other girls involved with the camogie the, the effort they gave was absolutely unbelievable and it was unfortunate that we had to see it out with Hannah today but unfortunately we, we, we were in a position where we could where we could replace and give her a break for tomorrow because I think they're playing Galway tomorrow in the, in the camogie um, but that's just the way it is unfortunately it's strange times and we just have to try and make the most of what we're doing 
Um, but all in all, I have to be, say that I'm, I'm pleased with the, the result. Can we play better? Yeah, but I don't think at this time of the year there's going to be any fluency in any of the games, to be honest about it, because it's just doggy dog. I mean, you look at the results of the other games, you know, I think Dublin and Waterford was quite close today. Um, Tipperary lost by two or by a point each each weekend, you know. Um, so that all in all, the, the games have been quite tight and, and, you know, I think conditions are great levelers at this, this time of the year, but it's great to be, be in it. I mean, it would have been heartbreaking today to go home and, and be out of the championship, you know, after playing one game. Um, so we were conscious of that. And maybe we were a little bit agey with that as well early on. I'm, I'm not so sure because the girls knew what was at stake. But I have to say, I have to commend them for their for their application, their effort, and their their you know their their massive will to win in the second half. I think the, it was willpower as much as anything else got us over the line. And as well as that, obviously, Jared, the, the substitutions. Mm. I thought when Eric O'Shea came on, Maeve Cahillan came on there. They brightened up. Emer Kiley on the other side. They, they gave us that little bit of of boost and, and a bit of vibrancy you know then then it was the vibrancy of youth they're very young players all of those that's going to be very important looking ahead to Cavan because you would have seen Cavan against Kerry and I know Kerry won well in the end but they're dogged they're tough they're well organised and you'll have to be ready for them but this this game will really bring you on it should do yeah we will have to be ready yeah. James Ailey is a good manager you know he's been around the block a long time both male and female and um, you know Cavan have been decimated up there with Covid and, and, and stuff so like it's very, very very unfortunate for him but I don't think their performance against Kerry reflects what Cavan are really about you know um, and even in, in that game I suppose they were in the fur up to the, up to the first water break they were in it was three all or, or whatever but you know we have to be on our guard I, I think we this year we're focusing way more on ourselves and more on the opposition you know trying to get ourselves right and there are things we can work on particularly the opposition kickouts I think today we can we can certainly do better on those but all in all we're pleased with the result we'll have a look at the, the video now during the weekend then and we'll prepare for Kevin Good stuff. That is the Cork Lady Football Manager, Ify Fitzgerald, chatting to Jer McCarthy after their win today. Down in Tralee, 114 to 14 points, the final score, as we said, with Saoirse Noonan getting that all-important goal for Cork in that match. Right now, we're going to turn our attentions to Camogie, and tomorrow, Cork Camogie are back in action in the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship. They face, they face Galway in uh, Pierce Stadium, up in Galway, from 2pm tomorrow. And during the week, Jer caught up with Cork Camogie star Linda Collins ahead of tomorrow's game. Okay, Linda Collins, uh, first of all, congratulations to you and the Cork Camogie team on a very, very impressive 312 to 18 win over Wexford this past weekend. Um, you were made to work for it though, despite the scoreline. Yeah, definitely. I don't think the scoreline really reflects the, the game that it was. Like, Wexford were a very strong and physical team, and I felt we never really got going, and it was very disjointed. But um, give, like, I mean, it was, was our first championship game and we hadn't played a game together really, you know, a competitive game together really since February and we missed a lot of those matches as well around the league time because of uh, storms and everything like that. So really, this is our third game this year. So I mean, all things considered, we didn't do too bad, but considering we lost the game to Galway or to Offaly as well, because they couldn't field. I feel we're kind of on the back foot and we're only kind of getting settled, whereas Westford won their third game on the trot. So, I mean, they were probably a lot more settled than us as well. So, I don't know, it was it was a funny game, but yeah, we were delighted to get the win and it's great to get off to a winning start and that does secure us a place now as well in the quarterfinal. But um, the extra game will probably stand to us as well now next week uh, going up to Galway as well. 
Yeah, I was going to ask about that. You're right to, to mention the fact that you missed out on, on the Offaly game the first day, which was a disappointment. And you also lost Gemma O'Connor. So, I mean, your build-up wasn't exactly um, the best. But uh, was this effectively blowing off the cobwebs and an opportunity that there's nothing better, really, than getting a championship 60 minutes under your belt? Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing better. No matter how many challenge games you play or anything, there's nothing like playing championship or there's nothing like playing a competitive game, you know. Everyone just puts their body on the line and stuff. And I suppose, yeah, we were kind of getting into the intensity of it and stuff. So I suppose it's good to have the win now under about and kind of even the intensity of championship um, to get going now for next week as well. Yes, um, there'll be quite a lot of uh, build-up to that game, especially considering last year's result in the All-Ireland semi-finals. But um, I don't know if you got the chance to see the highlights or even see any of them, but Galway did do played particularly well against Offaly last year, as expected. Niamh Hanafi and Niamh Adonu popping up with some goals. Um, you're expecting nothing less than a tough battle when you go up there, but is this a marker or is it just another championship game? Well, I mean, for the season that's in it, like, I mean, we would love to lay down a marker, but having said that, Galway are flying fish, they're so physical, they are in great shape, they're well able to take their scores, they work the ball so well, like, they really are flying it, and I mean, as you said, they've an extra game over us now heading into next week and you know that championship um, feeling and the intensity of championship they have an extra game over us as well so they're very settled um, and as you said Gemma's injured and we have a few injuries as well Julia and stuff like that so I mean things are kind of going against us and even the trip up to Galway now as well when we can't travel together and we have to drive separately and things like that like they're, they're all major factors so it'll It'll definitely be a tough test and we'll definitely be up against it. But look, we'll go up and put our best foot forward and we can only hope for the best. Yeah, and just on that, it's worth mentioning that Galway uh, very sportingly offered to move uh, this particular date if it was one of the potential clashes with the dual players that are involved with the camogie and the football. Um, it will be nothing less than an intense battle, as you said, and you wouldn't expect anything less from Galway. But um, just on that dual issue, it looks like it has been temporarily sorted. Your take on that and how unfortunate it is that the five girls are being put into that position? Yeah, well, it is such a pity. Like, I mean... They do try their best. Like, I mean, Effie and Polly work so well together to try and let the girls train with both equally. So, obviously, they're training twice a week with each, and it works well, it works for them, and they're not overdoing it either, so they're not right coming into training. But, I mean, like, then when it's coming from the up higher and it's the organisations that are actually clashing, then it's just such a pity because they don't see it at ground level, and you feel like it's just on paperwork or whatever that it might be working out. But I mean, realistically, it's not okay for a girl to play two matches in one day. And all they're asking for is within 24 hours. So, I mean, if they could even get that much, it'd be a step forward. So, I mean, credit to Galway for moving the game to facilitate the five girls because, I mean, we have five girls now on it. And I mean, it's a absolute credit to them to be able to play both codes at such a high level. So, I mean, you'd hate for them to have to drop one to focus on the other because of clashes and because it's just not feasible so you'd love for them to be able to go as far as they can and achieve what they can um, in both goals and hopefully we just love I mean it's literally the goal to try and get uh, Camogie and ladies football in the same under the same umbrella and work off the same pin sheet 
yes, ultimately that might make life a lot, lot easier for everybody, both in the association and on the field as well. Hopefully that day is coming sooner rather than later. Can I just ask you how happy you are with your own form um, at the moment? You set up one of to one of Amy O'Connor's goals at the weekend. You chipped in with a point. Um, obviously, you've had a fantastic year with course your overs and uh, a county championship winning year with, with Corsi Rovers but how have you found uh, the moving from the club scene into the inter-county and how pleased were you with your performance against Wexford yeah I mean like you, I was happy enough but I mean you know are, you, are we ever that happy with our performances I feel like we're always very critical of our own performances so I feel like there are stages where I could have worked harder where I could have popped the ball off sooner or you know you're always questioning different parts of your own performance but yeah it was great to set up Amy and Saoirse for their goals because they were needed at crucial times. That is Cork Camogie's Linda Collins chatting to Jur ahead of Cork versus Galway in Pierce Stadium tomorrow afternoon at 2pm. It's Colin with you on the Big Red Bench until 7. We're nearly out of time. Uh, just before we finish up, we're going to turn our attentions to football and Cork City FC, and namely the Cork City FC women's team to be specific. Um, they're in action tomorrow in a huge game for them. Behind closed doors, unfortunately, due to COVID restrictions at Bishopstown, Cork City women's taking on um, Treaty United in the FAI Cup semi final. Now during the week it was the third anniversary of Cork City FC women's team winning the FAI Cup up in the Aviva Stadium that great 1-0 win over UCD Waves and that year of course was a great year for Cork City FC in general. That day at the Aviva Cork City won the FAI Cup. It was part of a, a double with the league title and the Cork City women's team won their FAI Cup as well. So hopefully they'll be back in another cup final in a couple of weeks time but first they have to get past Treaty United tomorrow in the semi-final. I'm joined now by Cork City FC women's boss Ronan Collins. Ronan how are you? Good now Cullum. How are you getting on yourself? Not too bad at all Ronan. A uh, big game for you tomorrow. How have the preparations been? Yeah, preparations have been good. We're we're nearly all fit, I suppose. We've had one injury kind of for all the season. Katie McCarthy, she's nearly back, and everyone else is fit. So, I suppose coming into any game, that's that's what you're looking for. Training went well this week, so hopefully now we can put those bits together and we can produce a performance then tomorrow. Um, you're coming into the game on the back of a, of a defeat last weekend. Treaty are coming in on the back of a win. Does that mean anything going into a cup tie? I mean, it's a one-off cup tie. Does that mean anything? Um, ah, well, your your past performances are always leading towards something, but I suppose one key thing we always do is look at performance, and actually there was a lot of really good performance indicators in last week, but we need to be able to bring them again now this week, and even better again, Treaty will be really hungry for the game, they've, they've put in a lot of preparation, but so have we, so it, it's going to be a really exciting game to look forward to. I mentioned, sure, it's the uh, the third anniversary during the week of when when Cork City women's team won the FAI Cup. That great night um, in 2017 when Cork City won the the league and cup double and and the women's FAI Cup as well. A great year for the club overall. Uh, were you thinking about that during the week? Were you using that as motivation? No, 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 no. I uh, like the key thing is with with sport. I suppose is it's still the same game as ever, and you just play the game. You look for your performances and. And everything comes from that if you can produce performances. So, you know, the girls know it's a big game, but when it comes down to it, it's going to be 11 v 11. It's just like any other game, and we just need to bring that performance. Have you any injuries or anything to worry about, Ronan? Um, Injury-wise, as I said, it's only Katie McCarthy mm. who's been out all season, so she's actually getting close, but she won't be back in time for, for tomorrow. But um, outside of that, everyone else is fit and ready to go, and I suppose we've been very lucky this year altogether on injuries, so... So long may that continue. I suppose it's been a strange year for you as it has for every sporting club with COVID and so on. Um, how have you found it? Uh, how have you found it? And how have the, the players reacted to that? 
Um, well, the players have been really good, you know. I, I think um, we're very young. We're the youngest squad now in the league and, you know, it's a lot of responsibility to put on them. But they're extremely lucky as well. The fact that they can keep doing what they love in these times has been a real privilege for them. And we've really taken that privilege on board and done what we can for it. Another thing, I suppose, is because we probably don't have as much else going on, we've been more or less able to train like pros for mm. the last um, number of months. So that's been the positives we've taken out of the situation. But I suppose on a day like tomorrow, you'd, you'd be looking for a packed Bishopstown bus. We'll be able to stream the game instead. But obviously, there's been changes in both ways. But but we've we've dealt with it very well. Yeah, I think Fans Voice TV are streaming the game tomorrow for anyone who wants to watch it and uh, tune in to hopefully see a Cork City women's victory. Listen, Ronan, the very best of luck tomorrow and hopefully we're back in a couple of weeks chatting about a cup final. That would be great, Colm. All right, thanks very much and thanks for the call. No worries. All right, that is Ronan Collins, the Cork City FC women's manager, speaking ahead of their semi-final versus Treaty United tomorrow out in Bishopstown. And, of course, Cork City FC, the men's team, uh, they're in action on Monday night against Derry City, Cork City's final game of the season. It means nothing to Cork City, unfortunately, at this stage. But uh, there are relegation, possibly, implications for Derry, um, should results go a certain way on Monday. Uh, if Derry were to lose, they could go into the relegation playoff. So uh, there are there is something to play for, for Derry in that game Monday night. Myself and Rory will look ahead to that game on the show tomorrow evening on the Big Red Bench. Rory is here tomorrow evening. Um, enjoy your Saturday night, whatever you're doing. Have a great one. It's been a busy show tonight, but a, a good night all round for Cork. Stand by for Mr. Stevie G. He's on the way next. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.